1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Good morning, Las Vegas! Fish, I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? What the hell are you doing wearing a Toronto Blue Jays jersey in my presence? It's baseball, eh? No! <laughs> it's Canadian baseball. Trish Stratus is from Toronto. Let me explain something to you. Trish Stratus I'm is from Toronto. I'm going to explain something to you. Who is my team? The Baltimore Orioles. Do you know that one of my worst baseball memories... Was Jeffrey Mayer reaching out? Oh, wait, no. No. The Yankees are Satan's team. That, that has been established many, many, many years And you got to hate the Red Sox more than you hate the Blue Jays. No. No. Let me tell you why. Do you remember when the All-Star game was in Camden Yards in Baltimore? Yeah, when Ken Griffey Jr. hit the only ball ever off the warehouse. Okay. Do you remember who the manager of the American League team was that year? I would imagine Cito Gaston. That is correct. Do you remember... That Mike Musina didn't start, is that what it is? Didn't pitch would be the answer. In Camden Yards. It's an all-star game. Screw the Blue Jays. It's an all-star game. Let's get to wrestling. They are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to pass them and send them home. That's fine. It's going to be fun. That's fine. Anyway. I'm a Dodger fan, so I just I like the jersey for the Blue Jays. I'm just a Dodger fan. No, we're and, we're, and we're in first way, place. Fish has one of the greatest collection of baseball jerseys. It's amazing. It really is. But don't ever wear that jersey in my presence again, or I will light it on fire. All right, next time. Next if week, you're, if, next, you're, if you're in it, too bad. Next week, next week, I'll wear the A Rod Yankees jersey. Then. Oh, don't do that either. Now. Yes. <laughs> of course, we are the number one pro wrestling show here in Las Vegas, and. Boy, do but we... you just laid the smack down on the Blue Jays. You I, see that? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, boy, did we get some news this week? I mean, he, you, he, I guess you know they say that no publicity is bad publicity. So it's all good. It's all roses for WWE apparently because they're dominating the news cycle. <laughs> yeah, this ain't good. No, it isn't. This is not good. I mean, the Wall Street Journal keeps getting more. It's getting more. The the price is going higher and higher. The amount of money he spent is it's over twelve million dollars now. Oh my lord! Are you ready for this one? As the McMahon Castle continues to crumble, the Wall Street Journal has reported. As this investigation has continued, of course, we had the earlier revelation that Vince paid a paralegal. $3 million in a settlement, a female paralegal to settle out a little 
sexual harassment issue. More than $12 million in hush money in the past 16 years to, quote, suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. The money was paid, and by the way, this is courtesy of Cultaholic. Thank you to our good friends over there. Money was paid to four women who each signed non-disclosure agreements that prevent them from speaking about their relationships with McMahon and from talking about any potential legal claims against the 76-year-old, by the way. To to me, the biggest issue becomes not even the payments. It's the fact that there is a, a, a female wrestler who has not been named. I'm sure we could figure out if we wanted to. Who originally, apparently, uh, engaged in oral sex with Vince McMahon, but then decided she didn't want to do it anymore. And so her contract was not renewed because of it. That's where he's really going to get in trouble, is firing people because they're not going to do sexual favors for him. So, as you mentioned, one agreement, $7.5 million with a former talent. Uh, All you got to do is she, look, see what females got... Uh, Got released in 2005, and you can kind of figure out which one it is. If you wanted to do the digging. Um, Because, like, I'm sure it wasn't Nicole Bass. Uh, That one got settled in 2018. Another WWE contractor uh, presented unsolicited nude photos of a man that she claimed to have received from him. Could you imagine that? Just a a, a naked photo of Vince McMahon? Yikes. (laughs) uh, Also alleged McMahon sexually harassed her, and a roughly $1 million settlement was agreed upon in 2008. For our manager, alleged McMahon initiated a sexual relationship with her, and she was paid $1 million to stay silent. Uh, The board was investigating another $3 million hush payment made to McMahon, uh, made by McMahon to a former employee over a, an alleged sexual relationship as well. And uh, our boy, Johnny Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace, he's turning out to be a deuce now, isn't he? At uh, least. Was also involved in another one here with a $1.5 million non-disclosure. Boy, I wish I had that kind of money sitting around it. Tell women to go away. <laughs> I, I will say this. One of the interesting things you said, and you, you just said it because of the term that was used, and it's used in the story, and it's used purposely, that this was a contractor. Now, if you if you look closely at all of everything that goes on in WWE, they specifically call their talent independent contractors. So I'm guessing it is not just some contractor. I'm guessing it is another talent. Well, that... But, of course, that could be... Someone that the company hired to do work for them in another capacity. There's a, a WWE contractor could be. I mean, I could have hired you to work on my website. No, I know, I, I get that, but I'm I'm guessing it's going to be another wrestler. It's a good possibility, but obviously this. I mean, <laughs> and the they, funny thing is, is is you know, I, I don't. I'm not a. I've never been a fan of John Laurinaitis. Period. But he's really getting thrown to the wolves here because Vince McMahon has, has got, like, the backing of money and attorneys, and, and Johnny Laurinaitis is just like, see ya. <laughs> you got nothing. You're done. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's been removed. Vince, when the first allegation came out, in case you didn't see the WWE programming after that, paraded out on TV, 
I'm Vince McMahon, and now and forever. That didn't play well in the locker room, by the way. No. Uh, There was a story that came out, and let's see, uh, Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful Select. And by the way, have you noticed that there's three major sources in wrestling that everybody pulls from? Dave Meltzer over at Wrestling Observer. Yep. Mike Johnson at PW Insider. Insider, yep. And Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful Select. They, that's because they do it, they do a fantastic it's, job. It's like there's this little top of the Christmas tree, and then everybody else just kind of. Well, that's because they they've they've done it for so long, and they've built up enough credibility that they do a great job. And there's no point in li- that you they, what they say is generally the gospel. Massive credit to those those three guys. So apparently, according to one inside source uh, in that story, um. McMahon was basically either no selling the whole thing and being defiant, and the WWE talent uh, had not been available to speak on the record about it, but spoke with Fightful privately and expressed displeasure and extreme frustration with Vince McMahon's handling of it. They they are just. Do you think the locker room has been told not to say anything? Oh, of course. Would you? Yeah, I know, but the same knowing t- knowing how vindictive. I mean, just imagine what would happen if you came out and said, "You know, I don't like the way Vince is handling this. He really ought to just be quiet." You're you're done, right? Oh, look you at it this are, way: you are future the, right, right right now. There there are people, Sasha Banks, Naomi, who are on that in that gray area. If I'm one of them, aren't I using this to my my advantage at this point? <sighs> you could, I guess. I don't know. It, it, the one thing about I, the one I, thing about journalists, those are the two people I'm going to to get to get inside scoops. I mean, you could get an inside scoop, but I think they still need to. You still keep it anonymous. I don't. I don't think you. No, and, and, your and the other problem it. is anything they say, they they do have an axe to grind as well. Right, so right, so you you have to take it with a grain of salt. I I I I could only imagine, especially what. The female performers, and not and, and not just the performers as well, but people that are working in the corporate office are thinking right now. I could only imagine what's going through their heads, because Im- imagine if you've been working at WWE for fifteen or twenty years, as an example, and you've seen this kind of behavior going on, and and look, some of these women, obvious, a couple of these women, obviously, you know, went along with it for a while, and then right. Said, you know, and then said, "Hey, we're done." And obviously, Vince pushed it. But I but, mean, but the bigger problem comes, and, and it just dawned on me when you were talking about this. And we talked about, you know, the relationship with like Fox. What about the relationship with the Susan, the Susan Komen Breast Cancer Foundation? They and and this is where and and this is what we talked about before. That the only way with the hubris that Vince McMahon has, obviously, man, if I was in this situation, not that I would put myself in that spot. But if I was in that situation, there's no way I'm walking out on SmackDown a couple of times and on Raw and doing my strut and doing my thing. And doing my shtick. I am I am going to tuck myself away in the McMahon bunker. And I would I would come I'm, out I would I, actually come out and be humble and and apologize for everything that's happened and saying this isn't about me this this is this is about the company it's always been about the company it's always been about entertaining you it's not about me I am stepping back I would have come out and said something to that effect see I I I guess I probably would have just stayed away you know and and 
put the company first and just eh, maybe made a some sort of public statement, but not on the show. I don't want to be a distraction to the to the what's going on on TV and just said, hey, I'm stepping away for a little bit and let's let this work out. But to get a guy like that out, somebody who has run this company for 40 years, the pressure has got to come from the outside. And and by the way, we uh, by the quay, what the heck is a quay? No idea. That's, is that the way of the quail? But, you know, uh, how- we're, we're on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM 720. And I'm, I'm Mark Hoke, Andrew Fish Fane over there. How bad does it look for a guy like Pat McAfee now who just signed a contract extension to stay? Just, how bad does it look for any of these people that want to stay with this company? Well, and that's that's the difficulty. He At this point, he's got a way what, what is going to be better for the company. That he built. What's going to be ironically? He, it's what's best for business. Yeah, and what's best for business at this point is obviously he's he's got to step down. He's got to completely get away from from WWE as hard as this is going to be. But you know, I I just I don't know if he's going to do it. No, but I, at the same I, time, I, he's got to be at least. There's got to be some satisfaction in knowing that at least it's going into the, it's staying in the McMahon family. It's staying with Stephanie. And it, although she's the job is interim, I would take the interim tag off, and I would make her the CEO of the company. Well, and sell your stock, sell sell your stock to Stephanie, Shane, Linda. <laughs> you know, get, get, I mean, but he needs to. Get, he, yeah, Vince needs to get the hell away from it. You know, and and get out of it because you lay down with dogs, you end up with fleas. Yeah, you you have. Lord, because here's the thing: there there are seven law firms as we reported investigating this whole situation, right? This has only been going on for what, two weeks? Yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I get the feeling there's going to be a lot more because when you're a, a, a womanizer like that, you're a serial womanizer. So I would imagine he, they're going to dig and dig and dig and they, they may find upwards of 40 or $50 million in payments. So you have to think... What's going to happen to the value of this company if they find more and more and more? And how much more. worse can it get? Just store, not even the amount of people, but how much worse can it get story wise? I mean, this this is going to be a disaster if if they if they dig up anything else because and and I, and I'm sure Vince knows. Obviously, he's going to know there there could be more coming. So what do you do? Don't, if, if you know they're the, going to find it, you have to get out in front of it, don't you? Right. You've got to get out in front of it. Because the only way, the only way that there's only two ways this ends. They either keep going and going and going and dig it up and wreck the value of the company. Or you say, I'm out. And the investigation stops. There's, there's only two things. There's only two results here. So what do you do? Well, the best thing you do is you sell your stock, you make a lot of money, and you go live on an island somewhere. Right. The question is, is, is Vince McMahon able to and process that? And Part say, of what right. made this company so great was his ego, and that's what's going to end up taking it down. Yeah, and and this is the point where, you know, we, you and I, you know, we had talked about this before on the show, you know, it, the family kind of sitting around, 
and saying, man, we got to tackle dad and say enough's enough. And I, and I think maybe the family is as broken as it is right now has got to sit down with Vince and say, dad, you're going to ruin this. You're going to ruin this. And, you know, they, and unfortunately, you know, Vince has fired Shane. He's fired Stephanie. Obviously his marriage is a, apparently a sham. You, you know, know they, and, they, they demoted Triple H, obviously. Yeah. But they, they've got to do something. They've, they've got to find a way to pull together and say, look, for everybody's sake, enough's enough. Yeah, and they need to do it quickly. Because yep. the longer this drags on, the worse it, the worse it gets. Isn't, but, it, you know, it's kind of ironic at this point that you've you just fired your daughter what what was that? Two months ago? Yeah, two and, months ago, and she's back. In and charge. not only is she back, but she's going to end up running the show. Isn't it ironic? Thank you, Alanis. Don't you think? It's not rain on your wedding day. Uh, yeah. That's enough singing. Wow, <laughs> that is. She's going to win Game of Thrones. <sighs> Squid Games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it could be a little squid gamey. This is, but this is, this story ain't going away anytime soon. And no, wow. and I don't like. I, I'll be honest with you, I, it has to be talked about, but I don't like talking about it on this show. We no, have to. It's it's sad. It, yeah, it's a it's a really really sad story. But because the more you think about it, the more you think about that. You know, this could take down the company. Something that the WCW couldn't do. Something that you know, no, no one could take down the WWE. Vince is going to take it down himself. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you're going to take down the company itself because I think this is a machine that's just going to go and go and go. But in terms of, you know, I mean, it, I know, I, you know, like I said, it, it's up to Vince to stop the stop the train. And I, I my my problem is I don't know if he will. Yeah, we'll find out. It, it reminds me very much, and I'm not trying to get political here, of Donald Trump and the whole situation there with the January 6th about, you know, oh. they're, 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 no, in the sense that they were telling Donald, Dad, you got to stop, and he wouldn't do it. And it's the same sort of thing with Vince. It's it's that ego. Trump has an ego. Yeah. That I will grant you. And I think, I think the only matched by Vince McMahon. All right. Well. While we have, we do have a little bit of time before the break. So, while we're in the department of unmitigated disasters, <laughs> <laughs> let's head over the to wrestling the, entertainment series. Let's, yeah, let's head over to the United Kingdom, shall we? <laughs> I mean, how, but how oh. bad does this destroy the reputation of of Occam and Razor? Oh, did, did it? Was it really that good in the first place? No, but now the, it's, it's the, the the wrestling entertainment series. You guys remember the authors of Pain? That great tag team that and came they up were. I don't, the, I don't uh, understand what happened to them. Why they why they disappeared from WWE? Yeah, that was a that was another Vince hates tag teams thing. Of course, they were managed by Paul Ellering and brought up on the main roster. And then Drake roster, Maverick roster, took over. Everybody's excited, yeah, and they got wrecked. Wasn't Seth? Wasn't weren't they like Seth Rollins' backup for a little while too? Yeah. Yeah, everybody was pretty pumped up about those guys. It was looking like Road Warriors 2 on this one. Well, Vince, of course, destroys the tag team, and then all of a sudden they end up being out of WWE. And they're over 
in the UK doing their thing, and they decide they're going to start their own wrestling promotion. Sounds kind of fun. All right, you know, cool. And that first that first card that was supposed to happen in like a week or two. Yeah, they were scheduled. Had some actually pretty big names allegedly attached to it. So they decide that they're going to run an event at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, England. This is like about a ten thousand seat facility. Robin Hood. Yeah, pretty. Uh, Oh, that's the sheriff of Nottingham. No, never mind. Wow. Um, so I, you know, this, and you know, this is a pretty big deal, and they're bringing in, in some pretty solid names. I mean, Lana or C.J. Perry. Sorry, yeah, Moose is going over. N- Nia Jax was originally listed as going over, so it was Braun Strowman, Mojo Raleigh. I mean, they had, Eric Young was going to be there. They, you know, they were they had some they, decent names lining up a, a pretty cool show. Oops. Oh dear lord. All sorts of conflicts about contracts, people that were supposed to be there that weren't coming. Wrestlers not getting down payments. They were supposed to get down payments, apparently, and they, they never showed did, up. Some did, some didn't. But there was, a, there was a little problem that overrode the whole yeah. thing. What if you held a wrestling event and nobody showed up? <laughs> a 10,000-seat arena. 350 tickets. Good seats still available. <laughs> All seats still available would yep. be the answer. Basically. Show canceled. Wow. But I, I I don't understand how you can put it together to have a show like this and not be able to sell more tickets. You know, it, it is the the typical story of biting off more than you can chew. Start small, you know. And my friend Bobby here's got a nice garage. We could wrestle there, (laughs) you know. Sell about ten seats. Book Samstown, you know. (laughs) Just get yourself a a nice two thousand seat place, maybe. Not even, maybe twelve hundred. No, don't, don't do the whole. I mean, even AEW didn't try that. They didn't try to book a 10,000-seat facility right away. Didn't they book Madison Square Garden? Eventually. Well, no, no, they didn't. No, AEW didn't book Madison Square Garden. Not off the... No, they they, they used Arthur Ashe later on a couple of right. years down no, the road. I, I got you. But most, I mean, most AEW shows were at, um, you know... Smaller venues. Smaller venues. 5,000? You know, and as they worked their way up, I mean, you know, the first one, the first one they did actually was a 10,000 seat um, in Chicago. You know, the guys had the bet that they couldn't sell out a 10,000. And they did. And they did because, but, but that was Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks and all the, and Kenny Omega and all those guys. This is the author's pain. (laughs) And, you know, the funny thing is, is, you know, you said it's a 10,000 seat. 350 people in a 1,200-seat arena looks bad. Yeah. Imagine in a 10,000-seat arena. Man. Lesson for everybody. It ain't that easy. It's not that easy. And if you don't have the big names behind you, don't try this. That wasn't where Ric Flair is wrestling, right? No. Okay, good. No, I, I I believe they actually upgraded. So... We'll see how that goes. And Rick has still not named his opponents in that match, by the way. It's going to be a tag team, isn't it? They, they haven't announced what's going on yet. It almost has to be a tag team. 
You would, for the love of God, hope so. Yeah, All right. I, I don't. I don't know. I yeah. I don't want to see Rick doing a twenty-minute match yeah. by himself. All right. Well, we are going to be headed to break here in just a little bit here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, one hundred one five FM, seven twenty AM. A lot more to come. Let's break down the week that was in pro wrestling. Some AEW, some WWE going down. Not including, not including Vince McMahon talk. Yeah, we're done. We're done. So is he. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back here on the Mark Hoke Show. More pro wrestling news and entertainment when we return. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. We were just talking about Elf on the Shelf. Yes, we were. We were. And it's not even close to Christmas. Why are we talking about Elf on the Shelf, you may ask, here on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. And And the planet. Yeah, pretty much you know, universally recognized as I think so. Pro wrestling gods here in this city, absolutely. Well, because we were talking about that handsome young man, Austin Theory. Sorry, it's just theory. Theory, God, I can't do it. They still have the A in there. I know mean, it's like all day theory or whatever. Yeah, what is an all day theory? I have no idea. A theory that is takes there, you all day to come up is, with? Is there an all-night theory? Uh, God forbid. There probably is. But, you know, we're not... <laughs> we're not going there. This is, this is a family show. No, it's not. Okay. Even though when I put the videos up on YouTube, I, I do say it's not for kids. No, actually, I think the last one I finally did. I think I did that. Probably a wise move. But anyway. Yeah, Austin Theory's been running around now. When's that money in the bank case? And And in one of the worst heel turns in the history of heel turns, Lacey Evans is now a heel. (laughs) I don't know. You know, not not that you want anything bad to happen to anybody, but boy, I'd love to see WWE without Vincent in creative for just a little while. Because that's just, I mean, they did all those vignettes, bringing her, drumming her up, and she came back. And got no pop, so they, so she's a heel now. She laid out Aaliyah, who was supposed to be an up and comer, who basically is now a jobber. You got to you got to say that that's one of those things where they listen to the crowd. And I feel, yeah, you know, I feel bad for her. Who, Lacey or Aaliyah? Yeah, Lacey. Oh, okay. Because she tried. She did. But, but then, it, you know, they they did a nice job on the on those vignettes. But then she came out and was a little bit, they had her being a little bit cocky and, you know, they, they set that up. But they just can't make Lacey Evans likable. likable. I, just, I, I mean, before before she left when she got pregnant, 
she she had a face turn for a little while in there that was actually a pretty successful face turn. Yeah. And then she, they turned her back heel again when she had that whole Ric Flair thing. Oh, Jesus. You reminded me of that. Thanks. Hey, that wasn't me. That was WWE. That was Vince McMahon. Ugh. Truth imitates art. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was I was actually going to defend Vince a little uh, slightly from Dave Meltzer. There was there was a there was a bit that um, Meltzer did on a uh, on the Wrestling Observer where he was calling Vince McMahon a sixth grader. And you know the atmosphere at WWE is a bunch of sixth graders. He, and, he, and, he's not and, a sixth grader, but he has he has a sense of humor of a sixth grader. You know, and and I was just sitting there saying to myself, you know, Meltzer came off as somebody, you know, who couldn't get laid in high school, yeah, and was jealous. But then I think of things like that, and I was like, okay, we'll 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 give Meltzer the the ninth grade and call it even. Vince McMahon loves toilet humor. Just gack. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't good. What else What else was there that just drove me nuts? The, uh, oh, should we even talk about the maximum male models, by the way? What are they, that's another thing that, to me, spells going nowhere. What are they doing with it? I mean. The it, idea, if you had an idea to go, to do something with it, it would be great. But what idea could you, you possibly have, have to do with it? For those of you that didn't. That don't know what the maximum male say and mensois. So, so the the great Eli Drake, if you remember him from Impact, I, Eli Drake, the former world champion of Impact, then he became L A Knight in NXT. It was called up to the main roster. Now he's Max Dupree. And we're like, well, this will be cool. Maybe we'll get to see him wrestle a little bit and do something. He became Max Dupree, head of the Maximum Male, male models. models. And I, I, I don't know where they're going with the story. There's nowhere to go with it. They have given him two models. He's now the head of a modeling agency. Massey and Mansoir. Uh, so the guy that was saddled with retrib- in retribution being Mace... Who was also, and, if you remember, a Raw announcer for a while named D'Lo Madden until he got f 5 through a table by Brock Lesnar. And Mansoor. Mansoir. Are now Massé and Mansoir. And they are male models. They unveiled their tennis collection because of Wimbledon. Now, what would be funny is if they, or clever, is they had Rick Martel come out and do something with them. That would actually... Be smart. That won't happen. No, of course not. What in the blue hell is this? You've got to be remember, kidding. You remember, me. Rick Martell used to spray perfume in his in right. opponent's eyes. Yeah, and, with the you know with the bug sprayer. Yeah. Good lord. I mean, it, like you know, here we are on SmackDown, and we got you know we we had. Yeah, you got the Usos in the street. But you, you had to get excited. I know that you had an absolutely amazing promo by Paul Heyman because mm-hmm. he really did. How do you hype up Lesnar Reigns seventy three? But but he did it. He did it. You actually kind of start getting excited about Shinsuke Nakamura and and Gunther and Gunther beating the living hell out of each other. That'll be fun. Coming up, that'll be fun. 
I'm even excited to see McAfee and, and Happy Corbin. Mm-hmm. You start getting that warm, fuzzy feeling. And then you get that. <sighs> really? And Shanky dancing around? Yeah. It, it, uh, with the new vicious Viking Raiders. Is he, he going to join the New Day, Shanky, now? I, is he gonna why take big, not? Is he going to take Big E's spot? Why not? Big S? What the hell? Do it! Who else we got? Somebody call the honky-tonk man. Be cool and cocky. and be, Make Shanky and the honky-tonk man a tag team. Put the belts on them. I mean, they, they didn't even have... Jimmy Hart's not doing anything right now. They, they didn't even have Shanky and Knife. But put them in the maximum male models. Oh, geez, don't say it because they will. And make Lacey Evans the, the, the champion, and she can be the feminine freaking model and the, just throw it all in a big. Ball of goo. Come on. Happy. And the funny thing is, there oh, was some, there was some, there was some, there was some good stuff that went on on SmackDown and Raw, yeah. but they ruined it with this crap. Oh God, why? I'm Mark Hoke, and I'm sad. That's Andrew Fishfane. I'm just exasperated. This is the Mark Hoke show. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet. Because then you look at AEW and you see some of the talent there oh. that could be still in WWE. And you go, why? Run for the hills. Yeah. Why Why? Why are you keeping Marseille and, and Monsois when you could have kept John Moxley? <laughs> he could have been Moxois. Yeah. If he was still there, he'd be Moxois. And you wonder why he went to AEW. Not at all. Oh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> oh, so painful. Hey, maybe we can make Brock Lesnar Brock, Brock Swa. No, just stop. I don't even want to talk about the Maxim Man model. It's just a stupid thing. Like I said, they did it. They just were... run with it. I say run with it. There's nowhere to go with it. There's, there's no, no, you make everybody a Maxim Man model. It's, it's, like, it's like a virus. If you're going to do it, do it. Everyone becomes eventually a maximum male mom. Leave one WWE superstar. Sting. That was happened with the NWO. Everyone became a member of the NWO. Right. So the NWO right. was stupid. That, that's how it works. But it's just... Like I said, <laughs> if there was a place for it to go, there's nowhere for it to go. Who do you have them feud with? The judgment Day? No, that's what you do with... The, that is what you do with the maximum male models. They take over. They don't have to win titles. If, if you would, they don't have to do they anything. They could take over if you had if you'd had guys that you could take seriously as your foundation. They just everyone just becomes a maximum male model and runs around like a bunch of idiots. And they get sexual harassment suits and Vince McMahon just pays all the women a million dollars. How about that? I mean, like AJ Styles eventually even. No, AJ Styles would be the last one to fall. What do you think? Like, R-Truth could become R-Twath. 
Could you imagine, like even even Bobby Lashley, it, even so Bobby Lashley falls into the I, maximum it, male it, models. I don't even want to talk about it. That's how bad this is. I know, but do you see where I'm going? It's sports entertainment. Thank God it's only on SmackDown. <laughs> no, it spreads to Raw too. It goes everywhere. It's not going to. It's done. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's the same thing they did. Like I said, at least Retribution oh. had a decent storyline to go somewhere. Had, oh. had had people to be up against. There's nobody for these people to. to there's, no, there's no point to it. Like I said, it's just you know, they 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 entice everyone to become a model. Anyway, okay, I'll stop. Because it's it's a horrible idea, but it's so WWE. Anyway, hey AEW had some fun this week too. There's a new champ. Although I don't know if you saw it, Wardlow has completely I don't I don't know if it's a work or a shoot, but decimated MJF for being just an absolute jackass. And he also decimated a bunch of America's top team guys and became the new TNT champion. Yeah, I know that. That's why I brought him up. Yeah. So Wardlow finally got a title. Are you excited? No. Really? I'm pretty excited about it. Even though I think I thought the street fight with Scorpio Sky, to be honest with you, yeah, decimating seven guys, no matter even if they were nobodies or not, eh, a little, little over the top. The the era of Wardlow begins, and I don't think he's losing that belt anytime soon. No, but I think they they didn't. The struggle against MJF was one thing, but they didn't have him struggle at all to to get to getting getting the belt. And he needed to, I, in my opinion, struggle a little more to get the belt to have that win mean something. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I think you remember you know when the Ultimate Warrior won the Intercontinental Title. It wasn't much of a struggle there because of who he was. Yeah, but he was, he was the dominant. But he was also I'm going to kill everybody. But I mean, he was the second, maybe the second most popular guy in WWE. Wardlow is not that. I don't know. The dude's pretty over. People love that guy. They did a they did a very good long slow build for him. He is. People are digging Wardlow. So well, let's see. Let's see how good he really is. Well, we're gonna find out. Yeah, we're gonna find out. But I. I'm I'm very excited to see what they can do with Wardlow at this point. And I think one thing about Wardlow is, is I think he's going to have yeah, you know, he's kind of got Batista type heel. Yeah. written all over him too. I see that. And and I think he's smarter than Dave too. But Dave had something that he doesn't have unfortunately. Dave had evolution. Yeah, but you know I don't know if he needs evolution right now. We'll see. That's what I said. I, I'm not sure. Because yeah. Evolution was brilliant for its time. It made Randy Orton and it made Dave Batista. Yeah, but isn't Batista kind of a lunkhead to a point? At least back then. He I was pretty I, over. I don't know. I mean, well, Wardlow had the inner circle for a long time. So, we'll see. But uh, but Wardlow finally gets that TNT title. So, we will uh, we'll find out how Wardlow does... I think on his own. I think they're they're busy scrambling about what they're going to do about the heavyweight t- title because they don't know how long Mox is going to have to carry the tag into him. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll, do you ha- how many times do you have him defend it? Yeah, we'll we'll get to Mox in a little bit. Uh, Christian Cage has been unleashed. Ah, right, beautiful. That's, as, see, that as has Luchasaurus, by the way. That's beautiful. Uh, Christian Cage is kind of got the devil's advocate thing going. Got a little Pacino thing 
happening. Some nasty things he said in some promos here over the last few weeks. Had a little confrontation with Matt Hardy and used the line in case, of course, uh, his brother Jeff's had some you know, little sobriety issues. And he said to Matt, you're starting to make your brother sound like the sober one in a in a promo. At, wow. At some point, and I don't know where that point is, is it going too far to, to, to bring in issues like that, do you think? No. No, it, it, it's the, the the situation with Christian. I mean, geez, he brought up Jungle Boy's dead. I know dad, that, that that's my quite. That's what I was. That's where I was headed. Is is it is is there a line that you don't cross, or is there no is there no line at all? Uh, I that that is a good question. I mean, he's drawing heat, but I I think that Christian needs to do as much as he can. I mean, they really had him on a leash for a long time here. Which made no sense to me. Why bring him why bring him over if you're gonna put him on a leash like that? And and I think the one thing that AEW has done is they're they're very edgy on their promos. And and a lot of these guys, when they do these promos, you know, they're they're clearing it. You know, they're they're not just going out and Oh no, absolutely when they're when they're they're saying these lines. Unless they're, it's Max they're, Caster. <laughs> Yeah, Max got away with the well. He didn't get away with the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoopsie. But you know, Christian is turning out to be um, a pretty darn good heel at this point. And you know, I, I'm I'm still not 100 percent sold on Luchasaurus as a heel. I kind of liked him being the being the the big nice dinosaur, and I think. But you know, maybe there's a marketing side that uh, works with him. But he's that I'm not sure about because yeah. I, I agree with you. I it, to me that's it just it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, but uh, Eddie Kingston's getting turned loose here too, and uh, he's going to have a barbed wire death match with Chris Jericho coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, but then you you bring up uh, you brought up Moxley, and uh, you know he just had a title defense against Brody King, which was a lot of fun, and. That that should be interesting, and you, you know, Mox. Who, who else? But who is your next challenger for the for the interim title? And how long do you keep in the term interim title? Well, and and that's that's the thing. And and honestly, if Punk would have had a shoulder injury or you know some sort of muscle issue or something like that, I mean, obviously if it was a torn pec or something like that. You got to take the belt off him. Tony did that out of loyalty to Punk. And, and, of course, if you didn't know CM Punk, right after he won the world title, had a lower leg injury, which apparently is a broken foot. Had to have surgery on it. And the x-ray shot apparently it was way worse than they thought. So he might be out a long time. I mean, a broken foot, man, that can take forever to heal up. I mean, he may not be back this year. We're already in, in July, so, so he may not be back this year. I mean, this is this is a very difficult situation for AEW, but they've they've committed to this interim championship situation. You know, I I think it. You committed, but shouldn't you got, you, shouldn't it just be? You're not the interim champion. You are the champion. When CM Punk comes back, he fights whoever whoever is holding the belt. Punk is the next challenger. Yeah, it was. You know, they 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 followed the UFC model. I, and boxing model. I don't know if it was the right decision or not. I I admire Tony for deciding to stick with Punk on this. 
But honestly, I would have taken the belt off of him. I really, yeah, I mean, I, all you're doing is then when Punk comes back, the, for his he he gets whoever's whoever's champion at that time. Punk gets that first shot at him or the next yeah, shot at him. Absolutely. I, I mean, I don't, I because I I do think that it hurt. It's hurting Moxley. Going to hurt Moxley if this really drags out. But you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, who's next for Mox? Boy, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's obviously a lot of guys he can take on. But what about uh, Miro? Uh, Miro's a possibility, but they they just set him up to take on Alistair Black, so that one's you know he's tied up there. God, the list is so long. It's what about so long. bringing like Adam Page or Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega's got to be coming back at some point. Yeah, Omega's still out too. He he's he's still on the shelf. They don't know when he's getting back either. I mean, this is. This this injury situation, you know, the one, but you know, you know, the one thing, you know, we remember an era in WWE where you know they had to really transition into the new guys. This is the chance for the young guys to stand up and and. But I mean, the injury bugs hitting both. Randy Orton is to me yeah. is just as big an injury as anybody else in AEW. Yeah, this is this is a tough spot. It's a tough spot. But the one thing about the AEW bench, it's deep. It, oh, it is very deep. It's deep. So. You you ask a good question. Are, are Red Dragon? They're still out too. Are they really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at this. And Adam Adam Gold. Adam Cole is going to be out Sorry. for a while too. That concussion was really bad. Yeah, it was. Plus, he has a torn labrum too, so he's gone for a while. And we in WWE. And I only mentioned it because I remember now we saw the picture. Rhea Ripley. We don't know when she's coming back. Yeah, she's messed up. I mean, Bailey's been gone for well over a year. She should have been back. I thought by the Royal Rumble that was six months ago. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you, beaten up. You know, they should just come and hang out on the Mark Hoke show. <laughs> Absolutely, come give in, me something to do. Come into the booth, do some rehab. It's all good. By the way, one other one other thing that happened that I think is pretty interesting that I hope could lead to something good for a couple of cool guys. The Acclaimed and the Gun Club. If you didn't see it, they were in an eight-man match, and the Gun Club turned on the Acclaimed. So now apparently our boys Max Caster and Anthony Bowens are good guys. And I'm excited about this because they are ridiculously over. Could we see a rise to the top for the Acclaimed Finally, because they're a lot of fun, and the crowd digs these guys. Are they comparable to the Street Profits? I think that, I think that in a lot of ways they're more over. Um, I think like if you were taking the four of them and you said rank their wrestling ability, I think you take Montez Ford at the top. But then you probably go Bones and Caster. And you have Angelo Dawkins fourth. Yeah. But then Dawkins is really starting to show. I think Daw- it's kind of a little fire under Dawkins. I think, I, I, but I think it's pissed him off because yeah. I think he hears the whispers. Yeah. But all four of them are very talented wrestlers. But, you know, in terms of marketability, Caster, <laughs> I mean, that kid, and he's got a lot of passion too. But the acclaimed. Man, I would love to see them eventually once the dust settles with FTR and the Bucks and everything. I I wouldn't mind seeing them get a run. I think they could I think they there's somebody that AEW could really get behind. So, 
It's nice that they, they have that homegrown talent that isn't the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Can, yeah, the Bucks and the and the acclaimed getting in a feud. The jaw jacking would be a. Uh, White. Yeah, I, and that, but that's what you look forward to. That's part of what makes a feud. That's what made the Usos and New Day so great was their jaw jacking back and forth. That mm-hmm. rap battle was epic. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And one more story I wanted to get in real quick. Uh, by the way, you remember back when WWE said they're not going to go after indie wrestlers anymore for yes. NXT? Yeah. <laughs> and we said, yeah, that won't last. Well, guess what? WWE's announced that they are uh, starting to look at indie wrestlers again. Are you shocked? No, they have to. <laughs> they have to do whatever they can to turn this around right now. I'm telling you. you. If you want to get people that want to wrestle, you have to go for wrestlers. No offense, but volleyball players and male models and you know, stuff like that. Shot putters. Where's um, Gable Stevenson? Um, training. No, yeah. I mean the, a wrestler. A, a wrestler's gonna understand a wrestler's mentality. I mean, here, here's all you need to know: that one of the matches we're talking about for the the clash at the castle is Tyson Fury and Logan Paul. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, hey, we're at the end of this. Fine episode of the Mark Oak Show. Andrew Fish Fane, thank you very much, buddy. Acknowledge me. Yeah. All right. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Oak Show, Facebook, the Mark Oak Show, MarkOakShow.com. And of course, download those podcasts from all of you around the world. We do appreciate it at MarkOakShow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. We do appreciate it. We will see you next week on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. We'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday, Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.